Turn in whatever direction we're good in. World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. <laughs> pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, we got a lot to cover today. Got a lot to cover. Short, love what Burt Reynolds sing. Long way to go, short time to get there, and smoking the bandit. <laughs> it's kind of the way that I, I feel here today. We're still still beautiful Cape Cod. Let me. That's John's Pond behind us there. Uh, I didn't go in John's Pond. Are those what's on those? What's on that duck deck? It's a crane. Oh, those are just a bunch of cranes. I thought they were buzzards, which is oh, no, not no. a good sign. They're beautiful. I'm yeah, I'm surrounded by uh, by uh, good good men, great men actually. And as I, uh, first of all, I, Michelle, I love you. I love my wife. I miss my wife. And I spoke to her last night and she said, uh, I was trying to explain what's going on here. And I said, honey, listen, these are Coach Dave's live people. It's the exact same people. I mean, it's not the same people, but it's the exact same people. And it's, uh, as we've all, we all know, there's a lot of different silos out there that we're all playing in, all different, all on different foxholes. And we have to figure out a way to bring all these foxholes together because we way, 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 way outnumber them. No doubt about it. And these folks are all, all committed and deeply committed. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to be amongst this group. And the Lord's doing something. Some guy just gave me some salt, Himalayan salt, I think it is. So, so we're all good there. Myra, before I get too far away, go ahead and pray us in real quickly here, Myra. And then uh, we're going to – hey, listen, folks, uh, before Myra prays, we have a real J6er with us today. You say, what? A J6er. Yeah, we have a real guy who was really arrested about what took place on January 6th in, in Washington, D.C. He's got an unbelievable story to tell. I'd, n- I'd never met him until yesterday. And I said, hey, man, would you come on? Come on and tell the, tell the story. So this will, uh, pardon my French, this will probably piss off the FBI and uh, the government, all those government agencies. But we can't, folks, we can't hide. We can't hide anymore. We cannot we cannot not speak because we're afraid of what they're going to do to us if we do. Right? You guys all understand? Amen. We, and we know that the FBI and those guys, we know they're monitoring us anyway. Now, I'm not trying to sound important. We just know that that's a fact that that's going on. And then what they try to do is intimidate us into running our mouths. They don't want us running. They would love nothing better than to have a reason to shut down Coach Dave live. But I'm not going to let them shut down Coach Dave live, or I'm not going to stop saying the truth just because I'm afraid of what they might do, right? That, that, that's how that's how we Amen. got in this mess. So right. Sean's yeah. with us today. You might want to call somebody or text somebody and say, uh, uh, tune in because, listen, it's, it's, a, it's a real story, man. It's a real story of a guy's inside of it, and he's making a documentary, and he's facing four um, misdemeanor, federal misdemeanor, whatever that even means. How, how do they even make up some of these laws? Non, non-violent, non-violent. Yeah. These laws, the these, how did you hurt the federal? Uh, what, wait, hang on, Sean. What was, yeah. What's one of them you're charged with? Uh, violent entry. Violent entry. Even though he, <laughs> when they <laughs> open the door, they open the doors for you. Yeah, violent entry. The other one is? Uh, the 
well, picketing and parading and picketing and parading in a capital building. Uh, Did you guys know that? Huh? <laughs> That's kind of, so we're, we're going to hear about all that here in a second. Myra, go ahead and pray us in there, dear, if you will. Yes, coach, I will be delighted to do so. It is written, Joshua 1 through 7. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses, minister, Moses, saying. Moses, my servant, is dead. Go ahead. <laughs> Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go turn, over the yeah. Jordan, thou and all these people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the soul your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, Amen. as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of Hittites, and the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not be, there shall not any many be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. And as I was with Moses, Moses, so I will be with you. Yes, be strong and of good courage. For unto the people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give to them. Only be thou strong and courageous, and thou mayest observe, do according to all. Observe and do. Observe and do. Observe and do. Doesn't it say that, Myra? Yes. Observe and do. Not just observe. Observe and do. Go ahead. Do. Which, um, according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand yep. or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whichsoever thou goest. Jesus, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I unleash resurrection power, love, and joy to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. So let's, I, I, amen. I, want to get these, I want to get these guys in here real quick, but if you could pull up Luke 22 for me. And I, I, I could preach a whole sermon on it, but I'm not going to, but I want to point something out to you, folks. We got a lot of people who are, uh, well, here's a, here's a question I'm going to ask today, and then I'm going to get Sean in here. Did you get it? Did you get it, Spencer? Did you get that scripture? Yes, sir. Okay, thanks, man. Uh, I don't need to go down through the whole thing, but you guys need to read Luke 22. It begins about about verse 22, where Jesus is sitting with his disciples. They're getting ready. It's the night he's going to be betrayed. It's before the good, uh, the Last Supper, really. And he's sitting there, and he's talking to them. And they're arguing back and forth of who's going to who's, – Who's the biggest stud? And who's going to, you know, when they come into the kingdom, see, they're thinking earthly kingdom, right? And they're trying to divide off. I'm going to, I'll be over this town. You'll be over this town. And Jesus hears this, says, dudes, dude, what are you guys talking about? He said, man, in my kingdom, there's going to be, there's go, oh, you're going to rule and reign forever in my kingdom. Get your eyes off the present situation. And then he turns, Luke 22, and then he turns to Peter and he says, hey, Peter, hey, Pete, loud mouth. Satan has desired he might have you do. <laughs> and he's going to sift you like wheat. He's, Lord says, Satan's about to take you through some crap, Pete. But I want you to know that I prayed for you. And when you are converted, go strengthen your brothers. Now, I want you to stop right there a second. Because the first time I read that, and the Lord stuck out my like an arrow in my heart. Peter, when you are converted, you mean to tell me Peter wasn't all in? 
He wasn't all in. Not only wasn't Peter all in, Jesus knew those other 12 boys weren't all in either. He said, well, listen, we're gone, dudes. You ain't going to believe what's going to happen where you're headed. But I want you to know I've prayed for you, and you're going to get through it. And if you follow the story on, Peter goes at night, and they arrest Jesus. And the Bible says that Peter's watching from afar. All the other guys have already deserted. Jesus told out all 11 of the other disciples have deserted. And there was Peter. He was watching from afar when they arrested him. They took him down. And you guys all remember when he when he denied him, right? And Jesus said he's going to deny him. But the last verse of, I think it's Matthew 56. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The last verse of that scene, it says that Peter went out and wept bitterly. And I would say that that was where Peter went from being part of the team to being all in. From that point on, Peter was never the same. If you follow the story, Peter, all the other dudes had left. Peter went and got them. Because why? part of what Jesus said, oh, man, I feel this. He said, when you are converted, strengthen your brothers. Because he knew that something in the heart of man is cowardly. He knew it. Oh, it's deep down inside of us. You can never get to the point where you literally love not your own life, even to death. Then you're a servant of the Lord. And I really believe that most of us aren't there yet. We like to we like to wear the hats and the shirts and uh, carry banners. And but when it gets when it gets right down to it, man, are you all in? Are you really all in? And that's uh, uh, I think we need to all really take a good because folks, you, it's going we're going to be sifting. We're going to be sifted like wheat. And I hope you're converted before that moment happens. Because if you're converted before that moment happens, then you'll, you'll know what to do. You'll know what to do. So yesterday, uh, uh, in the morning, I think it was in the morning. Anyway, I, I heard I heard Sean give his testimony. He was just kind of one of the guys here. Like I said earlier, this is just Coach Dave's live people, except they call themselves Gideon's Army. It's just a group of men and women who come from all over the country here at this beautiful place. And we have to figure out a way that we can blend ourselves together. But I heard Sean get up there and I, I, was, I, was, I was just listening to the story. I want the FBI to know this right now. Listen, um, most people there, I don't, care, I don't care what kind of laws that you make uh, entering a public building violently or what, 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 whatever. You can make up all the freaking rules you want to, right? There's only one rule. And that's right and wrong. That's that's the only rule. And because you call because you call something illegal doesn't make it illegal. And because you call something legal doesn't make it legal. Doesn't make it lawful. And I'm just saying to them, uh, we're on the, we're onto this game. We're onto this game. And we understand some of us some of us are going to maybe have to pay a greater price than what the rest of us paid. How do I know that? Look at Normandy Beach. Huh? A lot of guys paid a price. Look at look at the what's the name of that boat out there in Hawaii down buried down under the Arizona USS Arizona 2200 men entombed in there. Go walk in Arlington Cemetery and see who men who laid down the as Abraham Lincoln said the last full measure of devotion. They laid it all down. And we, we are where we are. We're fighting a powerful, powerful Luciferian opponent. And he hey, you don't play tiddlywinks. And uh, the reality of it is, some of us have a very hard row ahead of us, okay? I'm, I'm here to encourage you, not discourage you. There's a lot of things that we can be doing, a lot of, you know, we can, we can like you guys are going to have that spiritual warfare conference tomorrow, and I wish I could come, and you're going to stake property and go and claim, claim land for Jesus and fight spiritual warfare. Praise the Lord, that's all good, but dudes, I'm going to tell you, 
there's a there's a right hook coming. There's a right hook coming to all of us, and you got to get your heart prepared because, baby, it's coming for sure. I feel you over there. You want to say something, dude? Huh? You went and got that? I can feel you. Just praise the Lord, man. Huh? Just praise the Lord. Just praise the Lord. Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to bring I'm going to bring in uh, Sean here, and I'm just going to let. You go. Should we show the trailer before or after, Sean? Uh, let's just whatever you. Feel let's get Sean in it. Uh, Sean. Hey everybody, how are you? He's a J Sixer, so I'm going to shut up, Sean. Uh, we're around the world, man. I'm not yeah. bragging, but we're around the world. And so FBI, Sean's going to tell us what's really been going on here. Go ahead, bud. Well, I think the basic thing. Can you hear him okay? Or does he need to speak everybody up? Everybody can hear. We're good. I think, I think you're good. Um, is that there's still men who are locked up in what yep. a, in what amounts to solitary confinement in the DC Gulag and in other places, and they have been for a very long time now. When we get into the specifics of that, we could talk about Jake Lang. Jake Lang's a, a young man. He's 26 years old, and and he was there. And what he saw was the Capitol Police attacking protesters, which is what precipitated a lot of the violence that day. And, and that's something that's been twisted, uh, especially by the J6 committee, as they lie and falsify evidence in their hearings. But, but Jake Lang was there at the tunnel, and we at StopHate.com and our team that works on this in the days and months following, we found that it was actually Capitol Police Officer Lila Morris who beat Roseanne Boylan to death in that tunnel. And there were a lot of men there who saw that happen. Now... When, when we make judgments, and this is why due process is so important, all of these things tie in together, but when we make judgments against these men and we say, why did they, you know, attack police? I think it's important to understand, especially in Jake Lang's case, that from the very beginning, he said that he was doing what he did there to try to save, <clears throat> excuse me, to try to save Roseanne's life. And they couldn't. The Westburys, it's an entire family who's now been wrapped up by the FBI and all of this. Uh, the Westbury brothers, they tried to render aid for Roseanne while the police continued to pepper spread. There's video of this, by the There's way. There's video a, yeah. for all of this. Right. And we're going to be covering this. Like I say, if anybody wants to check it out, <laughs> you can go to stophate.com, writing history. And there's, there's a bit there, but... And that goes back to the documentary we're about to release with, with Juan O'Savin as part of it as well. And uh, another man, Trinus Evans, another um, defendant, J6 defendant who was there. And it's going to be called Bloody Hill, The Seven Deadly Sins of January 6th. Wow. Because that's really what it boils down to with what happened that day. There was nothing perfect. I've told people over and over again that it wasn't, it, it depended on what part of the building you were in. It, as far as what you would see there. Sure, there was peaceful protesting. Sure, there was violence. Sure, there was agitators. There was infiltrators. It was a very mixed bag of things going on that day. And what we do know is that they've used it as a, as a pretext to strip Americans of their constitutional liberties. Right. I've often called it Reichstag 2.0 because it's a playbook and it's being used all the way to someone like me who was there as a journalist 
that they're willing to to really push it that far where I didn't engage in any violence. I wasn't, you know, engaged in any real chanting or anything like that. I try to stay pretty quiet when I do my job. Sometimes I succeed. This is one of those times when maybe he's a I, podcast a reporter as well, folks. Sorry, I didn't say that. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. This is one of those times when maybe I didn't, but I'm still not ashamed of what I said. Essentially, my charges have been brought against me because I said, "Brother, stand with us," to a Capitol police officer. And so, according to the way they're ruling on these things and the way they're interpreting the law, by doing that, by saying us, they say I, I, I aided and abetted in the insurrection. Which to me is, is a stretch. Well, it wasn't an insurrection to begin with. It, well, that's, that's, that's a big problem there, <laughs> yeah. where that's, that's been a sticking point with everything. I've said, well, you could call it a riot. Yeah, that's right. That's fair. But who started it? We don't know who started it, right? Well, who started it? It's it's it again. That even depends on where you're yeah. at. It's a big building with a lot going on. I know very early on we've seen video of um, a, a gentleman Ryan Samsel, who initially pushed those barricades into the Capitol Police officer Carolyn Edwards, and they talked about this at the January sixth hearing. But interestingly enough, you know Carolyn Edwards, she's omitting details. It's very selective. That's something I've laughed about with the hearing is that they call it the select committee. Well, I call it the committee for select editing. <laughs> select information. Selective enforcement. Yes. Selective yeah. enforcement. Right. That's Kelly yeah, Absolutely. Popular. So, yep. I mean, we're seeing them twist the story so that it serves their political agenda. So, uh, Kel, uh, it would be safe to say, would, would it not be, Sean, safe to say that there had to be some agitators there because most people – most people who went there, they went there. They didn't go there to overthrow the government, no. right? They didn't go there to break into the Capitol. But you know how those kind of things get get gone. The energy that builds, and people get angry. They're getting pushed and tear gas being thrown at them. And they, what they, yeah, and so you know, you're uh, as a guy, you're supposed to say, "Oh well, I'll just I'll just take it." Well, no. So it escalated. Uh, all things like that escalated, but many of us would say that it was a planned escalation. Yes, infiltrators yeah. planned the escalation. No, I think that's something that we've seen over time. Obviously, a lot of the conversations I had in the days afterward had to do with this idea that there were multiple federal agencies there that day. And I've been reporting that from very on, from very early on. There were agitators. You know, in my opinion, after looking at a lot of video evidence and listening to a lot of testimony, you know, what I really think the crux of the issue is, is that the Capitol Police, there were a few who were in the know as far as the chaos they were going to try to incite that day because you don't need to bring everybody in. And I think that they were really trying to create this situation where Trump supporters, for lack of a better word, even though I wouldn't necessarily use that as the easy descriptive term for everyone who was there. By the way, he doesn't, he doesn't call himself a conservative. He said he's really kind of a liberal when the whole thing started. People who love it. Well, yeah, it's about the Constitution. About the Constitution right? And I think that that's what people were there for. In reality, we were talking about an election that was stolen. It was. We know it was, right? You know, and I'm not even somebody who thinks, you know, Trump is the greatest thing ever or anything like that. But I looked at the entirety of the situation and I go, they're stealing an election. Yep. This is, this is the problem. And the Constitution gives us the right in the First Amendment 
we all know about freedom of religion, freedom of speech, but the last uh, right granted in the Constitution is the right to peacefully assemble to petition the government for a redress of our grievances. How else can you get your government to listen to you if you can't show up and talk to them? So even though there were a million people there, well, and you don't have to, to put be, a president in the office that's right. fake. Yeah, you don't have to be happy about it either. No, right. I mean, obviously, people were very upset, very angry that day, and right. and rightfully so. That's a righteous anger. And the more they were mistreated or saw others get mistreated, the more angry they became. Yes, enraged to a certain point. And that's what I've said to people. You know, I you know I entered and and saw everything from the perspective of the Northwest Stairs, which was where a lot of the the initial you could call it confrontations with police occurred, but the police threw a man off the stairs there and then people got very upset. Mm. And that was, that was in and of itself, a provocation of the people there. And the, and the, and the police officer, we've looked at the video later and he's up on top of the stairs taunting the crowd after he did it. Mm-hmm. You know, these are, these are good people. These are military <laughs> veterans that are there. Yeah. They're not exactly the type of people who just sit and take it when they're being abused. And then over on the other side near the tunnel, what we saw was that the police were shooting tear gas canisters and flashbang grenades into the crowd. They killed a couple of men there and and Kevin Greason and Benjamin Phillips. These people have names, folks. And and so so you see people dying, you see people getting hurt. You're a man and your and your wife is there with you. And the police shoot her with a rubber bullet or something. Like, how are you gonna react? And this is why I say, in a lot of ways, with everything I saw, if I had been near the tunnel when when Roseanne Boylan was beaten to death, I don't think I could have just stood by and watched that happen either. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing going back to these guys who are who are still in the prison. And Ashley Babbitt being shot. Ashley Babbitt. What if you're in that room and you see that? Act- wow. You know, I, I don't know how you react to any of these things. What is the what is the proper response to violence being perpetrated in front of you? It doesn't matter if it's if it's the police. It doesn't matter if it's a criminal. Everybody talks about throughout the entire summer, the summer of love. And it was about George Floyd and the manner in which he died. Hmm. And we can sit and we can argue yeah, that's point. about yeah. we can argue about whether the police killed him. I know some people don't believe that he did. I think there's a certain amount of evidence to that. But. Everybody said, well, why didn't the other cops that were there do something? Right. And they're and they're being convicted now because mm-hmm. of that. And everybody says, why does everybody just sit there on their phones and not do something? Well, at the tunnel at the Capitol on January 6th, some men did something. Wow. And That's for it. their trouble, they're, they're sitting in jail. Right. The exact opposite of what happened to George Floyd. People did get involved, yes. said this is wrong, and they moved in to try to protect either themselves or whatever, yada, yada, yada. We know that happened. So we know this, that during all the George Floyd uh, aftermath, the government almost encouraged violence. Did they not, friends? Did they really not? And so a bunch of J6ers, a bunch of God-fearing, many of them veteran Americans show up for a redress of their grievances, and what happens? Well, as Sean just said, they see their friends get hit with uh, with rubber bullets, it's tear gas, those uh, rocket grenades issued in the crowd. Put yourself in that position and ask yourself how you would respond, especially if you were a veteran, especially if you'd seen some of your buddies die on the on the battlefield or die in some con- uh, some circumstance. What would be inside of your heart when you saw that as opposed to the, 
George Floyd thing, right? And how how the media. So we have to be smart enough to understand how the media is trying to direct us towards something. We just haven't totally figured that thing out. Right now on Roe v. Wade. They're calling for violence, right? And that's good. Very. They're calling for violence on Roe versus Wade. Yeah. We see these folks chasing around Supreme Court justices, right? Their houses. Fear. Going to Dox, their houses, doxing them. And do you hear the FBI getting involved trying to stop any of that? Are they running down any? See, folks, this is really, really deep. This is really, really deep. And when I got involved, a lot of stuff, when we started going to Hillary's house, the first time we went to Hillary's house, our shirt said equal justice. We just want equal justice, right? Isn't that what America's about? It's not asking too much. Yeah. And instead, we're finding out that. Uh, it's just not that way. Let's take a minute right now, Sean, and uh, let's show that. Let's play the, yeah. the let's play the trailer of the of the. They're about to release this documentary. That they I haven't seen it, so this is about a two minute documentary that they're putting together. And I did, I didn't mean to cut you off in your story if you still want to no, go. No, no, no. We'll that's fine. I think it's a great time. We'll open it up and then we'll get some questions from from all of you out there. So go ahead. And this is called what? Bloody, Bloody Hill. Bloody so Hill. This is the trailer for the for the documentary that we're looking now to release on sunday so people can go to 107daily.com and and that'd be a great place also bloodyhill.com to check it out but here's the trailer here's a trailer These six things that the Lord hate? That's yesterday's. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. These people have put together a show. Not only that, but they've affected the lives of millions of Americans. For them to try to tarnish the memory of all these people is despicable and right in line with what our government seems to do. Those people were each individually aware that the amount of people coming to Washington, D.C. on January 6th wasn't just a few thousand, it was millions. And the majority of the guys that we see in jail right now were defending bodies, defending Americans who were murdered. They thought that they would twist the story and the American people would just take it. They're hunting that outcome and desire that outcome. Why else would you be doing this? Have we been programmed to such a degree that we want to kill each other? Yes, we have. We have to stop that. The seven deadly sins of January 6th. Wow. And this is being released when? It's going to be released on Sunday. This Sunday, the 17th, it's going going to be released. we're halfway through the show here. I got all these guys would love to comment as well, but uh, I'm just going to go ahead and kind of open it up. I have a hard time seeing the screen there, um, uh, Mr. Producer. So who's got their hand up and go ahead and bring them on in there if you can. Uh, Myra has her hand raised. Go ahead, Myra. Yes. Um, thank you, Josh. Uh, we're reading uh, Romans 8, 18, 19. For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory 
that is to be revealed to us, for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. Hallelujah. Now time for us to step forward, isn't it? Let me get Kelly in here real quick. Kelly, we can hear you, Kelly. Yeah, thank Kelly's you. an old Ohio boy from uh, Worthington, Thomas Worthington, Ohio, uh, Worthington High School. And is out in California doing great stuff out there. So, Kelly, thanks for being here. Go ahead, man. Thanks, Steve. Well, I'll tell you what. I was there on January 6th. And this past weekend, uh, a lot of us were down in Virginia Beach. Uh, I conduct media. And we were down there interviewing some great, great people and patriots. And I had a chance to spend some time with Sean and also Randy Ireland, uh, Citizens. Uh, Americans for Justice. Yeah, Americans for Justice and also CAP. And uh, just being there with Randy, uh, you know, at the hotel and, and everything, uh, he was getting probably four, five, six calls a day from J6 prisoners. So he's out there trying to help them every day. And I'll tell you what, uh, that was that was an incredible day. And they tried to twist the narrative. And, uh, and Sean mentioned the one gentleman that was knocked over by the police to the ground. I thought he died. I was about 40 feet from that. So uh, back of the Capitol by the door. And then once, uh, you know, once the police just basically left that area, ran up the stairway, uh, I, with my flag, went to that back door and, and stood there for about two hours while five or 600 people peacefully walked in, husbands, wives, kids. And uh, I've, I've described it as a picnic without the food. It was just mm-hmm. patriotism. It was people that loved the country. The uh, insurrection occurred on November 3rd. January 6th, like you said, Dave, was there for the people to yeah. uh, seek redress of our grievances. Right. So that's what was going on. Uh, I didn't go there with any ill intentions. I don't know anybody that did. Yeah, I don't either. We, we loved our country. We loved the Lord. And, uh, and and they were taking all that away from us. So so, so what? Uh, either either one of you can answer this. And uh, what the heck? You said you weren't even a Republican, right? No. What's I'm going on? Not. Where is <laughs> going on? Where where's where's the justice? Where are those on our side who should be fighting for us? Right. I want you to stop and think for a minute. How many people came to the came to the assistance of George Floyd? Right. And here we got all these guys, just mom and pop Americans, locked in jail for doing nothing but really nothing. Where, where's our, where's our team? Where's our, where's, where's the Republican Party for heaven's sakes? What's yeah. going on? Yeah, no, I agree, Dave. Uh, you know, I've, I've said, and others have said the same thing. If not now, when? And if not us, who? I mean, now's the time. If you, if you've not stepped up, if you've not understood what's going on in our country, wake up, people. Wake up, see the light, be the light, spread the light. But you got to know what's going on. We've been under attack for yeah, years. We have. Yeah, we've been getting infiltrated. And uh, with the election, it's all coming out, though. Seek the truth and keep the faith in the meantime, because the truth is coming and it's going to be coming hard. And uh, my understanding is it hasn't happened all at once because there's so much we couldn't digest it. Yeah. So they've been doing slow drip, but they're about ready to turn on the faucet a little harder and you're going to be able to see it. So please, <clears throat> please, people out there, open <clears throat> your eyes, open your ears, open your hearts. So you can truly understand what happened and, and, and people like this. And let me just get mentioned too, in addition to Jesus loves you, I got justice for Ashley Babbitt uh, down in Victoria, uh, Virginia beach. Uh, I interviewed Mickey uh, who is Ashley Babbitt's mom. And I know her from Southern California. Uh, and I also know Aaron Babbitt and um, God bless both of them and what they She was murdered. Through. Yeah. And, and, and here's here, this is for uh, Sean and everyone else. Uh, let me see if I can get that on there. It says uh, three political prisoners, you know, and, and one of those is Jake Angeli uh, out of Phoenix. I spent a lot of time with those Phoenix Patriots out there at the audit, uh, making 11 trips, spanning over six weeks. And I'll tell you what, in Arizona, they got open carry out there and they, they protect their rights. And those people stood up strong 
to set an example for the rest of the country. And, 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 and all these other states took the lead. You know, uh, Doug Mastriani came out when I was at the Capitol. Uh, he came out from Pennsylvania. And all these legislators came out to see what's Arizona doing. That was the gold standard for the audit. You know, shout out to Chadwick with Liberty Report, all those folks. Jerome Davison for Congress. They got patriots around the country running for office, put the patriots in office, constitutionalists, people like uh, Sheriff uh, Richard Mack of the Constitutional Sheriff's, uh, Sheriffs and mm-hmm. Peace Officers Association. Shout out to Jimmy Mack, his, uh, his son. We want to do a patriot posse with the kids, get the kids to understand the Constitution, get the kids outside being boys, doing sports, Amen. being active. Uh, that's what we did when we were young uh, every day in, when I okay. lived in Ohio. All right. So this is right up. This is right yeah. up this guy's alley yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. that's, that's our passion is um, I have four sons and I, and I grew up on a farm and the things I learned, I, I didn't like always working, but what that did for my life, I, you're not afraid of stuff. You, 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 you attack work. Uh, you, you believe you can do anything. Because you've done a lot of stuff. You shovel crap. Right? Yeah, you, yeah. And it stinks. I mean, it stinks really bad, especially if you let it sit there for a few months. By the time you get to the bottom, you just can't even take it anymore. But um, I was at January 6th on the other side, in the front side. And we saw the senators and you know, the reps coming in. But we had Antifa around us. And we were, and they were fake breaking through. And the cops were stopping them. It was all fake. It was all act. And then after... Uh, Trump's speech, the guards literally on the corner of the courtyard, I'm looking at the front of the building, they let a guy with a Trump flag come waltzing and then everybody, and then where we were right in the middle, they just, the, the guards just opened up the, the barriers. And then I watched these people running with Trump flags and then they let them come up the steps, let them. So it was all orchestrated. It was all orchestrated. We, we saw it all. We saw it all. And we have it on, we have it on our video. We, we have the whole thing. The whole break-in moment is, is on my phone and it's on my Google. Don't account. bother them with the facts, though, right? They don't want to know the facts. And this is the, this is the uh, epitome of a kangaroo court that's gone on, right? Uh, look, I, I don't know this guy. I don't know this guy. But he's probably a lot like me. He's a podcaster doing the doing show, all, right? And so he thought he was protected a little bit because he's media, right? You're in media. Yeah, right. You're going to be, yeah. be media. But that thing went out the window and didn't. So I want you to hear, folks, think about this. Just because something is declared legal does not make it lawful. All right? Good point. And just because something is declared illegal does not make it unlawful. We got, we got to realize, right, that ungodly men goes back to Jude have crept in unawares, and they've changed everything on us. They've changed America on the on us. And whoever gets in political power seems to get to beat up on his opponents. That ain't the way that system was designed. Right. So listen to these. Ask yourself this: Who in the pardon me? Who would sit around and write a law about what you're getting ready to hear? These are the four misdemeanors that they've charged this guy with, and. He lost his job, right? You were a plumber. Well, lost his yeah, job, I, his I, had home. Supported, I had supported my media business and everything I was doing there with the plumbing business that I'd had for years. Now, you know, and that's the thing is that it's cumulative through the pandemic, through this, through everything else. Yeah. And it's just you take knocks all the mm-hmm. way until you lose it. And that's it's exactly what it is. So in this, this is what it breaks down. Listen to, to these charges, folks. They say knowingly entering or remaining in any restricted building or grounds without lawful authority. Hang on. How would you know it's restricted? 
Coy How Griffin, would anyone know? They could, in the Coy Griffin trial, the FBI agent could not even define what was the restricted area and where it was. It so, has been defined, though. It has been defined since then, even, where what, what a lot of people don't realize is that the restricted area extends all the way out to the peace circle. <laughs> the entire lawn, if anybody knows kind of wow. the layout there, you're talking easily 10,000 people. And no, no, no trespassing signs anywhere, right? They nobody's saying, yeah, nobody's saying you're coming down to... very early on. We have yeah, video of people taking that down, cutting fences, removing barriers ahead of all of this stuff. We have all of that. So yeah. then they say the people's house. Sheila Holmes just said exactly. the people's house. We the people. Right? Yeah. Should be. Should be. So I'm Should sorry. Be. Let's hear these others horrible charges that he's facing right now. Now, look, they've had he's going to plead. Right? You got to get this out of his life somewhere, right? He says, I'm well, he's, he's only had to move a thousand miles. Yeah. He, he's yeah. a good man, right? And he says, you know, uh, I suppose technically uh, I did violate those. I yeah. suppose technically I did. But are, are these really are these really laws? Go ahead. Yeah. Read yeah. this, Sean. So then they say disorderly and disruptive conduct in a restricted building or grounds, which, you know, again, let's talk about what it is and the reason they've charged me with these four saying that I've aided and abetted. It's because I told the Capitol Police officer, brother, stand with us. <laughs> So I, you know, again, I guess technically that it is a violation of these laws. I can read a memorandum opinion. So, in other words, uh, the cops' job is to be on the side of the government, not on your side, right? right. Not on the side of the people. Exactly. We made that very clear. Exactly. Okay. Right. And so, violent entry and disorderly conduct on the Capitol grounds, which I can tell you right now, I didn't break anything. I wasn't violent. Um, I wasn't disorderly. When I was given a lawful order by police that day, I complied. Period. The end. The only time I didn't comply, and there's video to back this up, was inside the rotunda when a Capitol Police officer, after they'd tried to crush everyone and a woman passed out in front of me and was nearly trampled, he he told me to sit down. And I said, no, sir, I will not sit. If he just sat down on the ground, he'd be dead today. Right, folks? He has a video of that. That's powerful, man. Of all the pushing and shoving inside there. That was a dangerous yeah. situation. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. The cops said, sit down. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. You know, but and, and even the U.S. attorney in my case has said, you know, look, we understand why you why you disobeyed right there. It makes sense. So there's no reason. But nevertheless, I'm charged. So then the last one's parading, demonstrating, or picketing in the Capitol building. Now, understand through all this that this is what the federal government has done to the large majority of people who've been charged in association with that day. Of the, of the over 800 now, almost 900 people that have been charged, it changes every day as they pick more people up. They, they hit with four federal charges that is a potential maximum sentence of three years in prison for these things. Now, Again, a lot of them haven't been pushed that far, but we're seeing as it goes on, these sentences being doled out for the, for these things be stricter and stricter. So, Sean, do me a favor. Read this, that last charge again. Yeah. Parading. Let me stop right there. What does that mean? Parading? Parading, demonstrating. Demonstrating? Sounds like George Floyd, doesn't it? Freedom of speech. Or you know? picketing. Picketing. In a Capitol building. Sounds like the anti-abortionist. In a Capitol building or the Capitol building? In a Capitol building. In a Capitol building. Wow. Who's writing these laws, I wonder, right? Man, oh, man, oh, man. No, and that's something that when I read it, I I think on its face, it seems unconstitutional. 
to me. <laughs> doesn't <laughs> matter, does it? No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a point of law. It's not a point of justice. And I think that if there's something that a lot of Americans who've never been in trouble with the law can take from this and understand is that when you get caught up in the system, it becomes points of law, not points of justice. I, I, I you know, I've always had a hard time calling it a justice system. In, <laughs> in, injustice. 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 Kevin, come on in here. Yeah, Coach, I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, the liberal activist group, Code Pink, has gone into the Capitol building several times to protest and disrupted Congress. Not one charge has ever been brought against them. Right. Kevin, I hate it when you tell the truth like that. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't be bringing those facts before just, us. Like just I'm doing. doing my job, brother. I'm just, just doing, doing your job. job. I got you. Patrick, come Amen. on in. Tell us, listen, tell us your story, not your life story. Come on in, Patrick. So, hey, uh, Coach, I, I was down in D.C. on the 6th, and um, uh, I wanted to tell Sean that Dave Summerall is a good friend of mine, right? And so, and so is Joe Biggs, who is in jail right now. And I think what we're kind of missing right now is the fact that pretrial confinement is almost always unnecessary, Right. We don't need to have Joe Biggs, Enrique Tario, and Ethan Nordeen in jail right now. What they should be is is at home, all right, until they get their speedy trial, which is not right. happening. The what point trial. Patrick is making is they are serving time and haven't even been found guilty. Yeah. So even if they find them innocent, they've already been in jail for 109, 180 days or whatever. And Good punished. point, Patrick. Yeah. And punished for something that they haven't been found yeah. guilty of. Amen. Amen. I'm with you. Yeah. Clay. Yeah, in regard to the agitators and infiltrators, well, it's pretty clear right now that MAGA supporters were, or people that were deemed as MAGA supporters weren't really MAGA supporters. There were people brought in to dress up like them and act like them, you know. Right, right. And so we got to consider, after some of the things I saw while I was there, it looked like there were also fake police officers there. And we have to consider that if you put a fake police officer and a fake MAGA supporter in one place and you get them to argue and fight and start swapping blows, then you quickly escalate it from a peaceful situation to police officers siding with somebody that's dressed like a police officer and MAGA people siding with people that's dressed like a MAGA supporter. Yeah. And and we need to follow the money, too, and see if some of these police officers, like the one that beat that woman to death, receive some kind of compensation in some way for doing that and following somebody's orders to well, do it. She got a well, and that's, that's something that I would bring up, especially in the case of um, Michael Bird, who shot Ashley Babbitt, is that he has a GoFundMe up and he's become over $160,000 richer for off murder, of for her murder. killing. For murder. murder. Yeah, mm. for murder. So, yeah, that's following the money is going to be very important in all this because that always tells the truth. It always tell it does always tells the truth, and uh, you know, folks. It, again, it's the it's the unjust system that we're dealing with. And, I, and I've been telling you, telling well, we've been discussing. I hate to sound like that. We've been discussing for a while that the job of the police and the job of uh, law enforcement in general is to protect the government. It's not to protect the citizens anymore. We have to come to the realization. We all love cops, right? We all love cops. We we, we want good. Blue. We, we support, support them, right? Yeah. But. Uh, 
these these guys it goes back to the old clint uh eastwood cool hand luke i'm not clint eastwood but paul newman cool hand luke just doing my job boss just doing my job hey dude calling out your job don't make it right and we have to we have to begin to call them out on that jack come on in yeah, uh, two points, Coach. One, the, the words that we use, we, we need to stop using that word deemed. Every time I hear that word deemed, it makes me want to scream bloody murder. That's not the word. It's either proof or not proof. It's either evidence or not evidence. So deemed, we need to stop using that stinking word. The other thing is we got to remember and we got to constantly look at this through the filter that everything Hitler did was legal, not lawful. They changed the laws worded the laws just a little different from 1937 to 1940 everything he did was legal mm. amen jack amen uh hey jack ain't no bloody murder here dude you get fbi is going to come bring a lasso come and get us saying that one of those one of those guys on that show is calling for bloody murder just get just setting you straight this morning jack come on in rochelle Hey, good morning, team. Thanks, Coach. Um, so, you know, I remember there's video footage um, on January 6th of a, a biker took this video footage of police clearing the way for buses um, full of Antifa to go through to get to the Capitol first, I guess. And um, I'm wondering, do you think that the whistle, you know, there's a whistleblower now who says that these leaked out some of the um i know some of the documents were leased but uh, leaked out but this whistleblower has also come out and said that um uh that uh, we were not involved this is what um the informant told his handlers at the fbi so he was an fbi agent trying to infiltrate the proud boys Proud boys, and and he said uh this is what the, the proud boys said um we, we're not involved, nor did they inspire the breaking of barriers at the Capitol building. Right. Um, and it also said that uh, he testified that the Proud Boys plan to come to Washington to risk their own safety to protect average Trump supporters from Antifa attacks so the MAGA folk could enjoy the day and get back to their hotels safely. Yep. So do you think anything is going be- to come of this? Uh, well, here's what we know. We know that the J6 committee is being headed up by Dick Cheney's daughter, right? And to think what Dick Cheney was a part of when he was in in uh, in Washington D.C. That's by the way, that's when those towers came down. You remember that, folks? And it isn't it amazing that his daughter would be heading up a committee to try to lock up patriots. That's kind of I don't know if you can connect any dots, but that sure is a connected dot where where I live. Something doesn't make sense about that. What do you think? Well, Don't you, get yourself you, in trouble. Sean. Yeah, no, no. we're past that. You, you can certainly see how that committee is is behaving all the way up to going after Donald Trump. It's interesting to me that he always said they're trying to get through me so that they can get to you. Mm-hmm. And now we're really in a situation where they're using us to get to, to, get to him. Yeah. And this is the way these people behave. This is how they twist things. Now, as far as the Proud Boys and this this whistleblower document that got leaked out. Um, the Proud Boys were always there to protect people. I was embedded with them prior to January 6th. I didn't know Proud Boys before going to cover events in Washington, D.C., and that was that's a very good point because I lost a lot of friends because I wasn't reporting that Proud Boys were a bunch of racist, hateful people. <laughs> I was reporting the truth, which was that they're salt of the earth guys 
you know, they always said they're bad guys doing good things. And, and I like that, that <laughs> you know, I can understand yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, that's, I think that's a very good, they point. made it racist, of course. But, right? Yeah, sure. And it's, this is what the FBI does. They've, they've twisted mm. movements all the way back to, you know, what happened with Malcolm X and the way they destroyed that movement was they, they infiltrate, they make people think that everyone around them is a fed and everyone's informing and then nobody trusts anybody. Yeah, yeah. And then it destroys that movement. Just that. Quick. Well, the devil's good. And he? he's, yep. he's good. You got to give him credit. Yeah. Come on in there, Dennis. And then we'll get Sheila, uh, uh, Sheila home here. Going to give us her take on, she doesn't know that, but she's going to give us her take. Go ahead, Dennis. Unmute yourself, Dennis, or you're not there anymore. I lost you. Jack, come on in. Is anybody home yeah. today? Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we want to connect those dots, Coach. Don't forget okay. all those dots from Cheney, Bush, Clinton, and Joe Biden because the Patriot Act it was has just hung us all out to dry. The Patriot Act was written before Oklahoma City by Biden and Clinton. It's all connect those dots, baby. We're, we're, we're coming to the end of the rope, though. We are, we are getting to the end of the rope. Sheila, come on over here a second. I'll, I'll turn around a little bit. Uh, Sheila didn't. She's just, I got kind of an audience here. We're all, all kind of doing this together. You, I don't want you to go away, Sean. Okay, okay, Sheila, okay. You're back to Sheila. Yeah, Sheila, just can, kind of give us, uh, you sit down there. Sheila's right. dressed in her uh, red, white, and blue here, so we don't want to get her in trouble with the, with the feds. Give us, <laughs> just kind of give us your perspective, Sheila. What the heck's going on here? It's the people's house. We proved that they are trying to make it not be the people's house, that they control everything, and they're completely operating okay. against the Constitution. And in addition to that, it's happening in all the states. Because of what I went through by putting the judges and, and an attorney in prison, and then the FBI turning on me and keep changing my ID, what I found out is the state attorney general that happened to be Kamala at the time, yeah. I think her last name's Harris. Yeah. And uh, anyway, she became the attorney general. And the previous one came down and helped me bring charges against the D economic fraud DA. When she got in, she said, I only represent the government departments. And then even the FBI changed when Horowitz sent my file that President Trump put a case number on, on my federal grand jury case. When uh, Horowitz got it, he sent me a very nice letter and said, I'd like you to send an update to the FBI because I've given them a copy of your of your um, of your case. And if you'll send the update to them and let me know, and this is how it goes. So um, and, you know, I've reported in my books, the FBI building has a plaque on the back and uh, it is on land granted to the Knights of Pythias, which was established by our act of Congress. And we've been paying for him ever since. So there's a bit of a hold on this. And J. Edgar Hoover established the FBI. And in establishing the FBI, a man, another man who came from Germany, but no town, no background, no anything. But he was given the opportunity to establish it from scratch and establish the first intelligence agency. Okay. So what is the FBI he was, done? He was a young guy too, wasn't he, Sheila? Yeah, from his 20s all the way through. He was, he was in charge almost 50 years. Went to home Monday night and... Uh, had a heart attack and didn't come to work on Tuesday. Yeah. So that's what we've been dealing with. And now the FBI did not answer anything. What they did was they marked up the entire package that I sent to them. They uh, put a big RTS for return to sender. It was just a joke. 
And after they did all of this, they hand carried it back to the post office and they had received it at their office. And so I contacted Horowitz and he said, this is what I want you to do. He said, I want you to find out from them exactly why they returned it to you and then give me all the update information. So I did. And now they don't communicate or receive communication from people off the street. Now, here's the joke. I've been dealing with this, these crimes since 1990, 1991. And the U.S. <laughs> attorney said, we don't deal with people off the street. <laughs> so that's another different word for citizen. Okay? Yeah. I, no. pay, I pay you, but you don't do you anything Don't with deal directly with you, certainly, right? So now the FBI is saying the same thing. So what Horowitz said, uh, he said, uh, if that's... If that's their answer, then what I want you to do is send me a copy of the outside of the package. I want you to send me all the tracking information all the way to the FBI and all the way back to you. And have you noticed that now the U.S. Post Office doesn't do anything on priority except we received it, we accepted it, Hmm. and it was delivered? They don't tell you the route it takes. (laughs) They don't tell you where it goes. They don't tell you everything that I've gone through has changed things in them. For example, I did a talking points memo on all the Federal Trade Commission, and I didn't even report any of my identity theft against all of these. I mean, I have 25 pages of ID they issued to me, and all it was was to destroy me. And uh, so in doing so, um, there is no way for us. All of this is the same. All of the attack about this is against us because they never wanted us. And all of this was established against us, and we didn't realize it. Amen. And so when Kamala said, I only help the government departments, that's after she makes you pay $25 to file the form, $50 to do I mean, it just you it just keep adding money. Yep. You get all the way to the point of getting an answer, and you don't get anything in writing. Amen. All right, so uh, we're running out of time here. Thanks, Sheila. So, yeah. Sean, let's put a bow on this thing here, okay? So... People were out there wondering, so has he yeah. has he gone to jail? What's he going to go to jail? Yeah. Are you going, what's up, Sean? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the judge says. Um, I'll enter my plea. I will, you know, schedule sentencing. There'll be there an entire sentencing process. They'll have to do a pre-sentencing report, a few other things. And then I'll go to sentencing and, and go from there. Um, and I'm okay with that. That is what it is. So, uh, uh, again, folks, they overcharge, so they get you to plead down. That's what they do. They get in those four charges, and then he'll plead guilty to one of them, and they'll say they won. That's how that whole system works. Yeah. Uh, Sean, so listen, yeah. we're all, everybody out there right now saying, okay, what do we do? Yeah. What do we do yeah. for those guys that are locked up? Well, I think the first thing to do is you can go to StopHate.com, and there's the Stop Hate Department of Defense, we call it. If you scroll down just a little bit. And you can go there, and there's there's direct links to each and every one of the the guys' fundraisers. So that's that's a great way to support directly anybody who's been caught up in this. Which it's hard because there's so many. How about this? I'm sorry, Sean. I just, yeah, I own the show, right? So yeah, yeah. you're allowed. To I'm just kidding. Yeah. Somebody said last night, this, Mel. I want you to think about this. Maybe it was Sean. Somebody said, if we just sent care packages to the jails, yeah. candy bars. Granola bars. There's a link. There's a link to the Patriot Mail project on stophate.com too. So, like I say, all the resources are available at stophate.com. There's the Patriot Mail project. You can write letters to these guys. It means the world to them. When they get and 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 we've said a lot that it would be great to just absolutely flood that jail with letters. They get so many. 
that they've got a, they've got another problem they've got to deal with. You mm-hmm. know, that's yeah. a very peaceful way of yeah. making things a little difficult for yeah. them, maybe. Amen. Um, and and maybe getting these guys out. So there's there's many ways. Another place you can go is is a4justice.org. A4justice.org. And, and find out what you can do to help there. I know that, that that we're doing the Great Global Unity Rally, which is all Americans were trying to get to come out to their capitals and and peacefully peacefully protest and support the U.S. Constitution. That's why they're doing it to us, folks. That's why they're arresting those guys, because they don't want you showing up. Do you understand that? They don't want you to show up. They arrest everybody else and say, if you go there, we're going to arrest you. But the First Amendment gives you the right to petition the government for a redress of grievances. How do you do that if you can't show up? That's what they they want us to do. Yeah. So, Sean, so... Why aren't we making sure they get to court? Uh, a true criminal gets to court within so many hours, <laughs> That's within a good so point. many days. Yeah. I think it's within 72 hours. This whole thing has to be brought to to court. Yeah, and why didn't we that? do that? Why aren't we demanding it? As, see, this is what a republic is versus this mm-hmm. democracy. We have to do this. We, the people, have to bring this. Yeah. No, and we've really let these follow. guys sit and deal with yeah. all of this and then plead. And they've just praying for your brother, praying for your brothers. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Right. No, I, think it, I think it is to a situation now that action has to be taken. And, and that's the point I want to make. Again, they're going after 3,000 people that they've announced right now. They will go after more if this continues. If you look at what happened in the Soviet Union during the Bolshevik Revolution, there was a lot of people who didn't speak up. Same thing happened with the Nazis when they took over in Germany. People didn't speak up. Yep, not my mailbox. When they come for your right, your God-given right to speak, that is when you must speak. With a mask. You must. Because if, if, if everybody starts being quiet right now, we could be quiet for a thousand years mm. before somebody speaks up again. Satan has desired he might have you that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you and when you are converted, strengthen your brothers. That's what this whole thing's all about, folks. That's what it's all about. We've got to unite, fight together, stay together. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for coming on, Sean. Yeah. Thanks for having me.